Welcome to the Saint Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Our vision is to bring hope, and I hope this encourages you wherever you're listening. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. How's everyone doing today? I like a bit of audience participation, so um, you're going to be talking a lot today, hopefully. <laughs> but yes, like Mark said, my name is Farida. If you're watching online, it's so good to be with you this morning, and it's so good to be with you in the room. Um, like he said, I am married to a wonderful man called Jamie. He's also the one who was leading us in worship today. Um, thank you, Lord. But also, how grateful are we that Mark Nelson can sing? Because um, that could have gone south real quick. Um, <laughs> I'm an ordinand, which means that I'm training to be a vicar in the Church of England, which is exciting. And I am new to the saint community. So um, yeah, I've been here a sum total of like seven weeks now. And it's been really, really great to be a part of this community. If you've been tracking with us, like Mark said, we have been in a series called Origins, where we're looking at what it means to be this church, what it means to be a community of believers who love and follow Jesus. And if someone were to break us open, like Mark said, what would they find? So in week one, we looked at authentic community, and then Al looked at worship last week. And if you haven't seen any of those, I really want to encourage you, go back, watch those, um, and just learn a bit more about what it means to be part of the saint community. But today, we are going to be looking at the value of putting Jesus first. Putting Jesus first. So like I said, Jamie and I are still very relatively new to this area, and to this community, so we're still getting to know people, but we're also still getting to know what the culture and what the um, vision and values of Saint are as a community. And I just wanna say that I have been so overwhelmed by how loved and how welcomed we have been into this community. And I'm not just saying that, I genuinely, like we feel so part of what is going on here in East London already, and we haven't even been here for that long. So I just want to say thank you, um, but it also makes us really excited for what is coming in the future of Saint and what God is going to do in East London. But yeah, when Mark asked me to preach, um, I was like, oh wow. And then he told me the topic and I was like, Lord, why? Why me? Why did I get this one? Why didn't I get like worship or community or something? I could have done those great, Jesus. This is such a manic, like mammoth topic. How am I going to do this? But, you know, I was like, I'm in front of my boss. I'm not going to show him that I'm bothered. But I started to sweat, y'all. I was sweating. I was like, oh, no. So when I got back and I was like, oh, I've got to prepare this talk, I sat down and I was like, where do I begin? When we think of putting Jesus first, how do we even start looking at that topic. And I just felt Jesus say to me, that is the ask and I am the answer. That is the ask and I am the answer. And you know, sometimes when Jesus says stuff to you, you're like, okay, cool. What the heck does that mean? Like, can you expand a little bit, please, Jesus? Um, and Jesus being gracious as usual, went on to say that a lot of the time when we are thinking of um, this idea of putting him first, a lot of the time we ask how first. We, we ask, how do we do this, Lord? When he's already given us the answer. And the answer is him. 
The answer is Jesus. His life, his teachings, his sacrifice, the answer to putting Jesus first is Jesus. And it sounds so Sunday school, but genuinely, I was so encouraged by this because I was like, yes, Jesus, you are amazing. In Proverbs 3, 5 to 6, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. So y'all, the title of this message today is The Ask Has an Answer and his name is Jesus. Classic Sunday school. And you know what? We're going to try this because I said audience participation. So why don't you turn to your neighbor? And if you're online, why don't you put in the chat, the answer is Jesus. So turn to your neighbor right now and say real proud, loud, the answer is Jesus. I don't think they heard y'all. One more time and with more feeling, the answer is Jesus. Amen. Amen. So why don't we pray before we begin? Lord, we, we thank you that you are everything. We thank you that you are more than enough. And Lord, we just want to pray that as we unpack this idea of what it means to prioritize you, that you come and take first and center place in our lives today. Lord, may we be open to what you have to ha say to us today. And Lord, may you be with me as I try to explain what it means to prioritize Jesus. Amen. Amen. So yeah, we are not the first ones to ask this question. So I'm going to put you at ease today. We are not the first people to wrestle with what it means to prioritize Jesus. All through the Bible, there are lots of people who have gone before us who have struggled with this idea. The Israelites throughout their entire walk with God struggled with what it meant to put God first. And then in the New Testament, we see more people struggling with what it means to put Jesus first, especially in this world. So we're going to be looking at Matthew 22, 34, and it will come up on the screen, hopefully. But if you want to pull out your Bible, if you feel like you want to have a physical copy, please go ahead. If also you've got your phones, pull those out as well. Um, and we're going to start from verse 34 in Matthew 22. And the context is that Jesus has been answering a bunch of questions that have been posed to him. He's um, answered one about, you know, if someone dies and they were married, you know, remarried in the resurrection, what would happen? Would they be married to two people? And Jesus answers a question like that. So he's being quizzed, basically. And this is the last thing that he's quizzed about in this section of text. Um, and it says... Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. They were like, we've got, a, we've got a good question here. One of them, an expert of the law. Have we got any lawyers in the house tonight, tonight today? Yeah, look, look at that. Lawyers have the best questions. I, I love that it's a lawyer that asked this question. He said, Test, they, um, an expert in the law tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and your mind. Now, I don't know about you, 
but I struggle to love my husband, my family, my friends with just one of those things, let alone all three. And here in this text, Jesus is asking us to now to love him with all of those things, with every fiber of our being. And I'm like, dang, that sounds hard. But Jesus knows that this is hard. So that's the first thing I want to say is like the Lord knows that this thing that he's asking us to do is not going to be easy. But really quickly, before I give you some practical ways on how we could put Jesus first, I feel like it's really important to know why we should put Jesus first. And I feel this passage tells us exactly why. I feel like we know that it's not going to be easy, and Jesus knows it's not going to be easy. But then again, it wasn't easy for Jesus to go to the cross. It wasn't easy for Jesus to die for our sins. But who here is grateful that Jesus did not pick what was easy, but chose the will of God in order that we could all be sat here in the love and the grace that he has won for us that day on the cross? Amen? Amen. And that is the reason why we put Jesus first. The, sorry everybody. What Jesus says here about about loving God and loving one another only makes, makes sense when it is set within the larger gospel picture of Jesus dying and saving the world. He rose again with this message of new life. N.T. Wright, who is... Um, a theologian and has spent many years studying theology, says this way better than I ever could. Um, He says that these commandments begin to come into their own when they are seen not as a set of orders to be obeyed in our own strength, but an invitation and promises to a new way of life in which bit by bit, hatred and pride can be left behind and love becomes the reality. In a speech at a university, Denzel Washington, who's an actor, and I really enjoy him, um, said this about his journey with the Lord. He says, I didn't always stick with him, but he always stuck with me. That is the why. We prioritize Jesus because he first prioritized us. The grace that we have received is what we are responding to when we choose to put Jesus first, when we choose to spend time in his presence, when we choose to worship him. It is that grace that we are responding to. Now that we have taken a little look at the why we are to put Jesus first, here are some examples from the life of Jesus about how he shows us um, how to prioritize him because who better to learn from than our Savior? Jesus is our, come on, what is Jesus? I'm checking that y'all are with me. Jesus is our answer. Come on. (laughs) Jesus is our, I'm going to keep saying it until y'all say it with more juice. Jesus is our Amen. So Jesus is our answer. So we always want to get the examples of how to prioritize him from him. So here are some models. It says in Matthew 6, 31 to 34, so do not worry saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? That sounds like me this morning. I was like, Lord, what am I going to (laughs) wear? For the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. 
Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has each each day has enough trouble of its own. So if you're a note taker, the first question that Jesus poses here is, what are you magnifying? What are you magnifying? I don't know if any of you were like me when you were a little kid and you used to like be fascinated by ants that were crawling on the floor because they were so small and you had to like really get close to see them. And as soon as you like got to an age where in school they give you this thing called a magnifying glass and you could like run around with the magnifying glass and like look at the ants and they became so big you could literally see um, their little faces like because they do have faces. Um, (laughs) And it was so exciting. But when you pull the magnifying glass away, they're just small ants crawling on the floor. They can't really do anything to you. But as soon as you put it close, they become huge. I feel like this is sometimes what we do with things in our lives. We magnify the things that actually don't have much effect on us instead of magnifying Jesus, who is the one who is constant, who is the one who is our savior, who is the one who loves us. Instead of magnifying him, we magnify the situations that we go through. We magnify the problems in our life. This is so important for us to get right because whatever we magnify is what guides our thoughts and our character and our emotions and how we go through life. I wonder if each of us here were to take an inventory of what is priority on our lives. Would Jesus be the first thing at the top of that list? Or would it be worry? Or would it be fear? Or would it be work? Would it be friends? It could be anything. It could be anything that we prioritize. For me, I'm like, Jesus sometimes has to battle with TikTok. And that's sad. But it's the realization (laughs) that actually there are things in our lives that we put first above Jesus, that we magnify above Jesus. I know for me as well, constantly I have to keep reminding myself that being called to ordination is because of Jesus and it is not above Jesus. In this passage, Jesus is calling us to magnify he who is worthy to be magnified. When we put Jesus in his rightful place, when we put Jesus as number one, as the one who is upon the throne of our hearts, the driver's seat in our life, Out of that will overflow love and overflow joy and fullness of life. Psalm 37, 4 says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. The Lord already knows better than we do about what we need in this life. And what we need is Jesus. So the first practical thing to begin to do in our lives is to take stock of what we are magnifying above our loving Lord and Savior. Secondly, his presence is essential. His presence is essential. I'm simply reiterating what Al so wonderfully told us last week about how important it is to be in Jesus's presence. Once again, Jesus modeled this for us by spending time alone, building a relationship with his father, the same way that we are to spend time building relationship with Jesus because he is our lifeline. Here are some quick instances that Jesus did this. In Mark 6, 46, it says, Jesus went up to the hills by himself to pray. 
In Luke 6, 12, it says Jesus went up on a mountain to pray, and he prayed all night. And then there was the time when he spent 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness. He's the original Bear Grylls, basically. Now, I'm not saying that you have to go climb a mountain or, you know, climb some hills, because that is definitely not me, and the Lord knows, unless that's your thing. But Jesus is trying to show us that actually spending time with him needs to be prioritized. It is the space where we are refreshed and we are shaped into his likeness. Living in this world today means that regardless of whether we want to or not, we are being shaped by different things. We are being shaped by culture. We are being shaped by our relationships, by our jobs. Whatever it is, something is trying to shape you. But by putting Jesus first, we get to decide. We get to decide that we become disciples of his kingdom rather than apprentices of the world. But we need to be intentional in carrying and in carving out time to spend our time with him. As a person, I feel most love, like who's done like the five love languages here? Yeah, yeah. For those who don't know, you can take a test and it tells you like how you best receive love. Um, and it's really fun if you want to do it. But my top one is quality time. So I feel most loved when I hang out with people and spend a good chunk of time just chatting and doing something. So I kind of see that, you know, if I need that, so why wouldn't I give that to my savior? Why wouldn't we spend time with Jesus? How can we say we love Jesus and then we neglect to spend time with him daily? Now for each person, how you spend time with Jesus can be different um, because it's unique to you and it's unique to the rhythms of your life. Life is constantly changing. So finding new and fresh ways to spend time with Jesus is amazing. But here are some ways that I found helpful. For me, Bible study is an incredible way of spending time with Jesus because it anchors me in the truth and the story of who Jesus is. And I heard someone say once that the Bible is the only book that as you read it, it reads you back, um, which I think is incredible because it gets to the core of who you actually are as a person and what you need. Prayer also is our greatest privilege and also our greatest source of power. The fact that we get to communicate with our Heavenly Father and with our Heavenly Savior is incredible. To get to know Jesus from a place of intimacy and to hear his voice. And also fairly recently, I've been loving doing a Sabbath because to just spend time in creation and to delight in that and to thank God for what he's done has been really helpful for me. So creating and cultivating a space in which we can meet the Lord and allow him to renew us is so vital and so important. In that place, we begin to see new things revealed to us about who we are, but most importantly about who he is. We become reminded about the things that he has done for us in our lives. And if you're sat here today and you're like, I, I don't know this Jesus, I haven't got a clue what you are talking about. It is also in this place that Jesus can meet you, and he wants to meet you. It says in the Bible that if we ask, he shall answer. If we knock, the door will be open to us. And it's in that place of prayer, in that place of surrender, of saying, God, I don't know what is going to come next, but Jesus, I want to know you. I want to know you. It's in that place that he will meet you. So maybe the bravest thing today that you could do is, is to pray that prayer. And there will be a time to do that 
100%, but I just, I felt like I needed to say that. And finally, here is where I come in to land. I'm sure you're really excited about that, but I don't talk for long. <laughs> Give you the headlines. And finally, um, the hope for East London is Jesus first and Jesus only. It is a huge task that we have been given to go out to the nations to make disciples, especially here in East London. That is a huge thing that we've been tasked with and asked to participate in. I think it's amazing that Jesus wants us to be sharers in his mission on this earth. And in going back to Matthew 22, Jesus says, the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. The reason Jesus orders it like this is because he knows that in order for us to love others best, we need to love him best. We need to know Jesus best. And it's from that depth of love and grace that we have first received ourselves that we can then go out into East London and pour out that love and grace. If we have the first correct, then naturally the second will follow. But if Jesus isn't the love of our life, if he isn't our first priority, if he isn't given the rightful place in our hearts, there is no way that we will be able to fulfill this task that we have been given. That's a monumental task, but with Jesus at the wheel, with Jesus at the center, we know that all things are possible through Christ who strengthens us. Amen. Amen. And Jesus is our... Yes, come on. <laughs> Amazing. All right, I'm just going to say a really quick prayer, and then we'll head into a time of ministry. Lord God, we thank you that you are our first and only priority. Lord, we thank you that you want to have a relationship with us. What an amazing thing that our Savior would want to know us deeply and allow us to know him. Lord, I just pray that in this time, you begin to illuminate areas of our lives where we may not have prioritized you. Lord, would you help us to move those things over, move those things aside, and set you right back on your throne in our hearts. Amen. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's Saint Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. And if you want to find out more ways of connecting or if you want to support the vision of Saint, you can head over to saint.church. For now, have a great week and we'll catch up really soon.